Welcome to the Heart and Soul Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Suzanne Bernard. This is the place where we discuss authentic and inspiring leadership. It's the kind of stuff they don't teach you in business school. The Heart and Soul Leadership Podcast is dedicated to bringing you insight on how your leadership has a direct impact on people's lives. Let's do this. Welcome to the show. Hey, welcome. I'm so happy to be back. Uh, today in the show, we're going to discuss uh, typical questions, actually fundamental questions you should be asking yourself in the face of change. So a bit of context, you're a leader and you're, you know you're going to have to implement a change or even maybe do a big transformation whether it's implement a new system or <clears throat> change your culture or open a new plant, these changes need to be addressed and they need to be managed. So let's, let's look at the questions that you should be asking yourself. And these questions, I'm not giving you the answers today. I'm just posing them for you so that you realize the kind of work that needs to be done in order to deposit the change uh, successfully in your organization. Whether you're doing a change at your team level, at your business unit level, or as a corporation or, at, or as the entire enterprise or company, okay? So the first question is, where are we right now? So we want to establish the baseline And we want to figure out um, if we have enough self-knowledge in terms of do we know what our pain points are um, and what happens if we don't do this change. So first question is a baseline question. Where are we right now? The second question is a really important one is what's our big what what is it we're trying to do so being clear on what we're trying to do what the end state would look like uh, is not as easy as you initially can think um, where when we don't align at first on what is it exactly that we're trying to do it gets messy along the way so i'll give you a test uh, exercise to do So if you're the only one implementing the change, which usually there's a couple of people who know about this change and who are implementing it, especially um, if, you, if you have an executive team or a leadership team, they know uh, what you're trying to do or they're actually doing it with you. So one of the exercises that I do is I have everybody in the same room and I ask each person, what is the change we're trying to do here? And as you hear your colleagues speak to it, you'll realize if there are any disconnects, which there should, there will be because it's very rare that I hear this same answer across the room. Even if there's only three people in the room, I'll get three different answers when I first ask this question. So what are we trying to do is the second question. The third question is why do we want to do this? Of course. So if any of you know the work of Simon Sinek, I'm referring you to him. He's got a really um, 
compelling and inspiring video on the importance of why, he actually says that why is the only thing that we should be concentrating on. It's the most important question because it is the question of sense-making. Explaining why brings alignment and lowers resistance. Uh, of course, not all resistance will be dissolved, but leaders still need to start somewhere. You still need to bring some sense Uh, sense making. I'm not saying what you're doing doesn't make sense, but if you forget to explain why we're doing this, you're not onboarding the people who are resisting it. And you might not even be onboarding the people who are wanting it because the what, first of all, maybe the what wasn't clear and the why wasn't explained, which means now we're back to confusion. So my big thing is manage change, not chaos, right? Or manage your transformation, not the chaos. And and what what is the chaos is when you're not managing it, when you're not addressing these, these questions, okay? So the fourth question is, how ready are we to get started? Um, readiness can be a never-ending story, actually. And some companies are never ready enough. They hesitate too much. Um, and that creates the risk. It creates the risks of not doing it. Not doing the change is always a risk. Um, and some companies jump in too fast, too soon, with too much intensity. And that creates fear, resistance, and chaos again. So jumping in too soon uh, will burn the steps. Uh, for example, some some CEOs know very clearly what they want and in instead of explaining it, the what and the why and creating the alignment, they go straight to, okay, you guys have to sign up for this training. And so leaders themselves start resisting the, the change because it's not clear enough to them and they feel that going to the training will be a waste of their precious time especially when the training is imposed by a CEO or the top leader as like a, everybody has to go to that training, right? So this is just an example of jumping in too fast and too soon. Number four, uh, number five, uh, what practical steps do we need to take? Um, you should be able to explain the steps in terms of the journey. So now you're it's the moment where your storytelling is uh, ab abilities is, are going to help you. Um, using images to simplify, avoiding concepts, theories, philosophies uh, that those can be in interpreted as in as many ways as there are people in the company. Vague words. You know, concepts are vague to people. Concepts are interpreted. And so if the concept that's being uh, impl implemented in the company, for example, is, I don't know, lean management or lean manufacturing, then it needs to be explained for us here in our reality in this company in terms of, again, the what and the why and use our words in the way that we we work, right? Of course, there's going to be some new vocabulary if we're going to implant a brand new way of managing, I don't know, the company. 
but or for implementing new client uh, new products or opening new markets but the the fact of the matter is the clearer you are the more precise the words and repetitive so if one day you call lean manufacturing some other word um, like i've seen uh, companies use lean and agile interchangeably um, then people don't know on which foot to, to stand they don't they don't understand what it is we're talking about some people use agile some people use lean and then new words come in and it starts feeling like uh, the flavor of the month really and then people don't take it seriously at some point so if if you're not precise in the words and the steps that you're using and and your story is not very tightly knitted and and very clearly expressed and expressed the same way by all the leaders that are uh, involved in this change then you are creating your own resistance and you're creating perhaps your future chaos so sitting down and writing these things may sound like a bit heavy or I don't feel like it but in fact spending a couple of hours a week uh, on establishing the change aligning it putting words to it putting steps to it and having a sense that we're moving towards this change we're giving it velocity we're not just leaving it for someone else to do or we're too busy we focus on something else and this change stays there and basically starts to exist on its own then that's that's you need to put in these hours a couple of hours here and there to to keep the momentum aligned really so question number six how do we manage the journey so are we going to do a big kickoff are we going to run some pilots uh are we going to do a big rollout like a across the board rollout so depending on your culture your reality the size of the organization as well as the size of the change you need to make um, you're going to choose different so For example, in a very large corporation, it's difficult to align everybody on a change and you have to, to get everybody on board and you have to talk to dozens of stakeholders and it's a never-ending story. And, and I would get, not discouraged, but I would get impatient with the time it took to get people on board and then everybody has a comment on your change everybody is telling you it did you think of and it should be done this way would be done better that way the timing is not right and then you hear all these resistances and you're trying to manage the resistance while aligning the people and then you make all these compromises on your change and it's honestly this is just telling you this i find there's too many words And it's getting me impatient. So what I used to do because I was in a large corporation is I would do pilots, right? So I would test something with 100 employees, not shout it out, not actually admit that I was doing that with these, these, uh, these groups who were volunteered, uh, volunteering, who were interested in trying out this new whatever that was being proposed. And... Then I would say, 
Okay, we did it. We've been doing this for six months with these hundred, these, uh, this, this group of 100 employees and it's working. And then what happens is when, I, when it was displayed that it was working, then it would create what I call me-toos, right? So everybody was saying, I want that too. So instead of negotiating me on what I should be doing or how the change should be implemented or what the solution should look like, they would just say, I want access to it. I want to do that too. So pilots, I really liked and I used them a lot. Um, then if, if the pilot worked and I get a lot of, I would get a lot of me too's, like people wanted to enter that, then I would do kickoffs and I would do my big rollout. So it's like a bit of a testing bed. Maybe there was some adjustments to be done, but still pilots felt like it was safe to do in a large, uh, company. So in a smaller company, you want to do a kickoff and then you want to do a big rollout. Um, that's those things are important moments because there are moments where we actually say to the organization what we're doing and the rollout is what I was saying earlier. It's the story and the steps. Um, question number seven, how do we keep moving forward? So this one is really the risk management question. Um, we don't want to become scared Bambis in the front of headlights. Uh, we want to risk manage this change, make the effort to actually look at the risks and don't go into denial. So either people skip this step, like we don't even see it, or we get so scared of all the risks that are coming at us that we lose time on trying to eliminate them all and 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 hesitate perhaps right so the idea here is do a bit of risk management that's all and and one of the risks is the risk of not doing it at all the other risk is of course the risk of taking too long and then the information leaks out and you lose control of the message the other risk of course is no team to manage this change therefore no ownership um no plan is another risk and then the risk of the change itself whatever it is for for your organization and the last question so question number eight how do we avoid mistakes so i'm going to invite you to learn the 15 classic mistakes that uh, are done in the face of change management or transformation management in my upcoming webinar i'll be sending invitations and posting the invitations on my social media. I use LinkedIn and um, Instagram. Um, when I have my dates, well, actually, I already have my dates because I'm actually launching my uh, change management course, online course, uh, next week, August 21st, 22nd, 28th. So three webinars, uh, four webinars actually will be available. One day I, I'm doing two. And I'm really launching, I'm, I'm calling it a private launch really because it's too, I'm only taking a few customers on this launch. I want to make sure that this course is totally uh, useful and concrete in terms of the tools are all used and I'm going to offer uh, one uh, 
one call every week to my students so that anyone who's struggling, who's not understanding, who wants to me, who wants me to check something, I'm going to make uh, office hours and Q&As every week on a call. So yeah, my private launch next week for my change management online class, which was gonna, is going to be called Manage Change Not Chaos. I'm really convinced about this. I've been doing this for years and years and my approach is, is really built itself through using it. You know, so I'm I'm using my own approach and I'm adjusting it. And now I know that this one is really, really um, needs all the steps need to be done. Right. So no extra steps, no boring steps. But any of those that are not uh, being addressed is probably creating some issues along the way. And um, I'm going to invite you to uh, look at my uh, social media feeds. Um, you can check out also my uh, my blog on my website, suzannebernard.com. And of course, please give me some comments, some reviews on iTunes and on different uh, platforms where you're getting this podcast. Thanks and see you next time.